Good morning and welcome to Where Entrepreneurs Thrive. My name is Russ Nolting. I'm the Regional Director for KW Colorado. On this week's episode, we're speaking with Tulio Pena to discover how he became the entrepreneur we see today and what makes him thrive. Tulio, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Russ. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Well, hey, let's start off. Just tell us your story, uh, how you found your way into real estate, how you found your way to KW. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I've lived in Colorado now for 30 years, most of my time in Colorado Springs, where I currently reside. I did live in uh, in the southern area of Denver in Centennial for three years. <laughs> and uh, I was originally from Florida. I, I graduated from U- University of Florida, Gator, and uh, <laughs> had to do an internship, had to go somewhere. Yeah. And uh, there's, there's this thing about Tulio that I like to do things that are kind of the opposite uh, mm-hmm. often. I, I do it often in business too, and, and it seems to work. But uh, I wanted to go somewhere the opposite of Florida. I, I yeah. literally lived on the beach between Clearwater and St. Pete. And when I graduated from college, had to do an internship, had an opportunity to come to Colorado Springs, nothing related to real estate. It was actually in the healthcare industry and uh, did that. I, I came out here and uh, fell in love with it. I really, the beauty of Colorado just took me away, you know, the no yeah. humidity, the no roaches, right. the no mosquitoes, all those <laughs> things. Fell in love with it, you know, and I couldn't, my friends were like, you're going to be an Eskimo, man. And they're like, they, they don't know our best kept secret of this state. Right. I mean, Son. Everything, <laughs> you know, I mean, and uh, I'm kind of a warm blooded person as well. I don't chill that easily. So it, right. I, I run warm. So anyway, uh, I worked in that healthcare profession for several years, about four years, and uh, got to the point where I, I wanted to buy a home. Called my father. He kind of gave me a little bit of guidance, even a little bit of support, even on a little FHA back yep. then for a small condo in Colorado Springs that cost $75,000. It's now <laughs> worth three fifty. dollars A little right. two-room rock room. Anyway, but the realtor that I had utilized was a former patient of the clinic I worked at at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, she literally said to me, jump in the car. That was it. Right. No pre-call. No, what do you want? She just assumed stuff about me. And, you know, I, I figure that's how all realtors worked. Right. And uh, we, I ended up getting through the process, but no educational session, no buyer consult. I didn't know the difference between a home inspection and an appraisal, between ho- homeowner's insurance and title insurance. Yeah. I didn't know what a down payment was versus the earnest money. I, I had no clue, hmm. but I just rode with it. And I kept calling my dad every night. You know? Right. So went through that, got a home, was one of the first of a bunch of young friends that was a homeowner. And uh, I was proud of that. And uh, became one of my good friends' brother was a realtor. Uh-huh. And, uh, and we started hanging out. And he goes, man, you should get your real estate license. What, what you're doing over there at that rehab clinic is like, I know you're good at it, but you could be financially doing so much better. And he's like, you're, you're more social than I am. And uh, he goes, with your spirit and your energy, man, you can crush it. Uh, so I, I let that set in, got my license uh, after some time, part-time. This was before internet. This right. was like 1997 to 98. And uh, it was all a classroom session and everything. There were like 20 people in the class. I think two of us got our license. Right. Well, you know how people do that. And they, as you work your way through an, an in-person class in real estate back then, it became, I can't wait to do it. Can't wait to do it. And then everybody was like, I'm just doing this to learn. 
I'm just doing this to buy my own stuff. Yeah. And then there were just two of us in the end. We were, yeah. we were actually, I, I was actually glad about that. But, you know, I got my license back then. And um, a friend of mine told me about a buddy of his that had a gig at a model home. that was kind of a smaller builder, but they had a great location. Mm -hmm. And I met that guy and he kind of took me under his wing as a mentor at the time. And he said, hey, here's the deal. I get to sell the stuff here. Whatever anybody else doesn't want that they, of this product, you can sell them anything. Cool. I got three to five leads a day out of that. Wow. But I had, I had to volunteer and work the model. Right. So I did. And I got to learn his, his, he was great with his language skills. He really was. And in, he, we had time in between people. He really did mentor me. He did a good job of mentoring me and teaching me uh, the process. But that was just a fabulous, you know, kickoff. Everybody has different ways that they find. And, and working in a model that I didn't have to have a commitment to that builder was awesome because I would literally get the leads and be able to call them and ask him, what did you think of the home that you went through? They go, oh, you know, it's beautiful, but it's a little out of our price point or whatever. Wonderful. I'm, I'm able to show you anything in Southern Colorado, not just that builder. Would you like to get going tomorrow? Absolutely. Let's meet at my office for a half hour first and then get going. And that just, just parlayed one into the next, into the next. And, you know, um, did that for a while, lost that gig with that builder, but, you know, expanded, started doing the resale, started doing everything. But I was a one-man show for a long time. And uh, it was from 1998 until 2017 that I found Keller Williams. So and, were, you, yeah. were you your own broker during those years? No, no. I just always, you know, I, I always felt at the time, and it was horrible, wrong soundtrack in my mind that I didn't want to work at a big place uh, that I wanted to work at a small place where no one was breathing down my neck I was already very comfortable and confident with lead genning and stuff like that I had better habits than a lot of people but um it was you know I, I just I felt that I didn't want people over my shoulder right and that, that you know the reality is to some degree that that, that, meant, that meant I didn't want accountability right you know that's what it was I didn't want accountability because I thought I knew it all. I thought, oh, I'm really good at getting people. But I was, I was very self-centered approach to doing things. Very little. I was limiting myself from a growth standpoint. Tremendously. Okay. I met, I met a gal named Lindsay Litton that has a K, she's a KW licensed gal that lives in Colorado Springs. Um, she had a team down in San Antonio. Now she's more in the coaching world, but um she was a mentor of mine, a friend of mine, started an incredible uh, military referral uh, group. And I was her first member of that group. It grew to a tremendous size to the point that she could sell it. But she kind of mentored me first and then started coaching me. And, uh, and, and that's when things really took off. That was, and she convinced me to move to Keller Williams. And so, that's, that's where things really changed. So you met this person, you got involved in her network. And through her coaching and influence, you decided to join the company where she was affiliated, PW. Yes, absolutely. And God, she actually bought me the MREA book. Right, right. And I read it. And I yeah. listened to it multiple, and I still do. And I still listen to it at least twice a year on, on Audible. Right, absolutely. So tell us about your success as a realtor. I mean, what does your business look like today? Okay. So it really, I'm just going to give over the last few years growth and I won't take too long to tell it, but it was, I was one man show up through 2017. Mm -hmm. After meeting Lindsay, reading the MREA, I said, you know what? I need, I need help. I, I have no life. All I'm doing is, is lead Jenny, showing houses, 
writing contracts. I was heavy on the buy side. Right. And uh, I, I was missing my kids' events, my kids' sports. My my wife was was fifth fiddle, not second fiddle. You know, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't good. It wasn't good. And I and and after learning it from Gary Keller, you know, reading the book, I said, I just need to make a good first hire. And uh, just this, this little miracle happened that an old friend of mine, Dan Fulbertson, called me up. He's on my team today. And uh, he's great with systems, great with spreadsheets, you know, very analytical, but also great with people, which is rare. And uh, and he just texted me out of the blue. He worked with me back way, way back in the medical world. And he goes, I just quit. And I texted him back. You start tomorrow. Yeah. And he texted me back. If you're serious, I am. And I said, come follow me around for a couple of weeks. Right. He, by the end of two weeks. He signed up for his class uh -huh. and he scheduled for two months later to take his test. And he, he aced it. He was my first hire as an admin and Got he it. played the role of TC and everything, you know, but did he give me my life back? And that was so, the first question. Yeah. So was, so your first hire was admin um, and, and, and he became a licensed admin eventually. Yeah. Pretty rapidly. So he could actually start showing homes. And one thing that was sad yet beautiful at the same time was I had lost my father, age of 93. Okay, great life. No, no illnesses, just old. Okay. Mm. Yeah. And and the week prior to that, Dan got his license mm. and, and went through the ethics swearing in and everything. Yeah. So the, the day I had to go back to Florida to take care of my mother and the house and clearing it out and shredding paper and and organizing a funeral from a distance and flying people into back to and flying my father's body back to Colorado, everything. Dan was running clients. Right. Was, I came back from that whole scenario, held a funeral, and then we had a meeting at the Keller Williams office. And I was able to share with everybody how my business didn't stop. Yeah. Because I had Dan there to work with clients. That was that was a beautiful thing that wouldn't have happened. I may have lost clients. I may have went you know, negative financially for, for a month because of all I had to deal with at the time. Hmm. But adding that one person, and that wasn't, that wasn't a planned thing. I didn't know I was going to lose my father right then. The talk right. I had with my wife was, and Dan wasn't cheap. He was like a $60,000 hire. Okay. Wow. Yeah. He's like, he said, I got to make what I'm making here at least. Mm -hmm. And I knew I did the math exactly like what Gary said. I was like, so every yeah. week that's 2,500 bucks, five grand a month. Well, hey, man, I, I'm, I do four to six deals at the time a month right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, if he just gives me my life back, he's worth it. Yeah, exactly. What if he gives me another deal or right. two or three or four? The, the guy does four to five a month right now. Mm. All right. It took him a little time, but gave me my life. So my first hire was life changing. Yeah. And the fact that I listened to others who've done it before me taught me that, you know what, it, it, it makes sense to hire right. Mm -hmm. And it, if they are more a little more costly, it's probably because they're darn good at what they do. Much right. better than I could do. It's the proven talent versus emerging talent. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That made it very comfortable for us when we got so busy to go, we need another agent. Yeah. We need a TC. We, 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 he and I didn't even know what a TC was at the time. Right. We're like, let's, let's quit you doing this, Dan, and let's get a TC. Okay. And we went through bad TCs. My first TC was my oldest daughter. Uh -huh. She was in college. She was awful. But, but, she, but she freed up Dan somewhat. He still had to coach her and help her quite a bit through it. 
Right. And then finally she said, dad, you need to fire me. And mm -hmm. I was like, why is that? She was like, you can't. I'm not bragging. She's there's too many deals. I can't keep up. I, I can't handle this. I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. And I was like, well, what do you want to do? She said, I just want to be a kid. I mean, she was in college at the time. She was doing it part-time for us. I go, no worries. Honey. You good? You don't feel fired. Do you? She said, no, I don't feel fired. I go, okay, I love you. I'm going to hire a little, someone that's been doing it a little longer. Yes. Go find someone who loves this stuff, dad. So we did, you know, and uh, we, we went through a few over time, but now we have an outstanding TC. The team then just was very methodical. I don't, I'm not the type that just goes, person wants to join my team. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. It's, it was like one a year, so one every nine months. Who do we need in what roles? Right. And then marketing assistant, part time, you know, social media person, part time, uh, a, a military spouse that can help us with client appreciation events, part time, right. that type of stuff. It was little ads here and there. Mm -hmm. Now we're at a point where including me, there's seven agents on the team, three support staff, and we have MREA'd at 2021, 2022. We're on track for 2023. It's harder. <laughs> so for those who are, who don't know what you mean, you said MREA'd 21, 22 and on track for 23. What do you mean by that? Gross uh, commission income uh, is in a, at or greater than a million dollars in essentially commissions. That is gross. You know, there's there's fees and everything, but for the most part, it means you're, you're doing a lot of things right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's uh, it's an example of success uh, bringing in a seven figure uh, gross or uh, or better. So yeah, and you realize that at that point you're really running a business. Yeah, it's it's no longer. Like, you know, some people, and I never did, treated what we do in real estate as a hobby job, you know, mm -hmm. but there are people who want to do real estate part-time and that's fine. You know, yeah. I get that. That's the entry for a lot of people. And, and it's it's a must for some people. It kind of was for me at, at the time as well. But, um, it, you know, we're, we're at this point now where I have a bookkeeper part-time. Uh, I share her with other realtors, you know. Yeah. We, we're doing stuff that I look at, I go, gosh, even my kids that are older now, I have teenagers in college, he's a you like really run a business. Like, yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> right. I like what you're saying about part-time because I do think one of the challenges KW agents face when they look at the organizational model is they see all those, you know, org chart circles and they think all, you know, full-time, 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 and they think it's going to require full-time salary and benefits. And uh, for most you can start part-time and uh, ease your way into it. You don't have to go full-time every time. And then you start to realize that what people, and this is from the one thing, which is a book written by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan, that about what people really need to be doing. And you start to realize what you can outsource. What can a VA, a virtual assistant do? Who can you hire that's you know, a cyber backer, a person in the Philippines who's just really good with these three tasks? Yeah, And it can be just taking the data. Our team, we lead Jen three hours every day, every agent. And everybody yeah. completes a tracker. And on that tracker, it's who did you call? Where did the lead come from? What number call was it? Was it the first, the second, the third, the fourth, through the eighth, or whatever? Uh, what happened on the call? Okay. And my admin has always been the one to crunch all the numbers. This formula is built in. But to, to demonstrate to the agent as well as to myself their conversion rates. Yeah. Therefore, we can look at how we can help them. Where do they need improvement? Okay. 
but does my admin that's now my ops manager really need to be doing that task? Right. That's a number crunching thing. Yeah. And it's, it's, and that's what I had to sit down with her and say, okay, let's look at all the stuff you do that's stressing you out. Mm-hmm. And what can we hand to someone over in the Philippines or wherever that, that loves numbers? Yeah. You know, that's going to work for, that works for considerably less than most Americans, you know, and that's just one task though, that then yeah. we can leverage someone who loves what they're doing, wants the work. And then I can take someone who's a brilliant mind at, at ops and give her more time to focus on ops. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's it's interesting. I was in a meeting um, somewhat recently, and uh, one of the executives at KW said, um, "When when tasks are when when things that need to get done are not complex and not emotional, you can go very digital with it." And I think about that in terms of like when I'm trying to figure out what I have five people in the Philippines that work with me. And when I'm trying to think about like what to assign them, if it's low emotional and low, um, what was the other word I said? <laughs> low emotion and low complexity. Yes. Uh, it's, it's the perfect thing to either find a, a software solution for or to outsource overseas. And um, it's amazing. My, my, my cyber backer, Nikki's been with me for almost five years. And um the amount of time she saves me is absolutely incredible. I mean, it, it's completely changed my world. That's that's it's to take you back, Russ, to what you were talking about the organizational chart. And even for those people who are newer at listening or reading the MREA book, it, it can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It can be frightening. It can. I was when I went through it was at the point of like, I don't need to do all of it. If I get some good ideas from this, great. Right. But that's the importance of I think every agent listening and reading, reading the book at least once a year and listening to it twice a year in, in parts. You could be dr- driving to show a house and listen to 20 minutes of it. Right. And then come back and listen to 20 minutes of it. And then yeah. you go, now it's time to do the next hire or to add the next system. Yeah. Ready? I, I'm, I'm actually past ready for that. I should have done that six months ago. Right. And then you share that with your coach or whoever you holds you accountable. And you set a timeline to achieving it. Absolutely. And then we and then we move forward. And that's how, because when when that book was originally written too, the numbers were different as well. I mean, it's like 220 houses or something to, to breach MREA based on national averages. And we're in Colorado. I mean, we're like 500 and up on most of our homes. Yeah. So yes, it's it's around a hundred houses or so for us to achieve that. In some markets, it's different. You know, there's in Pueblo, it's like 150 to 180, depending right. on your first point. So it, it's different everywhere. But I was like, well, this is very doable now. Yeah. And it's almost always a person or a system. Exactly. To get you there. And once you start embracing each one of them, it becomes easier to bring on the next one. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Tulio, last fall, KW announced that our, our purpose is to uh, be a place where entrepreneurs thrive. In fact, that's what we decided to name this this uh, video podcast. What are your thoughts around KW as the real estate company where entrepreneurs thrive? I, I love it, and you know, I I agree with it a hundred percent. I think a big part of my agreeing with it, and, and this didn't come immediately for me when mm-hmm. I moved to K to, to KW. That someone I, I I took a room at the office. I knocked on my door every day. Hey, are you going to come to this? 
are you coming to this? Are you right. going to take part in this? And I'm like, I, I just want to do deals. I'm, <laughs> right. I'm on the phone. I'm lead Jenny. Well, there's yeah. a meeting right now. Can you, can you present in this? And I'm like, and it was, it was the fire hose. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I didn't embrace it immediately. And I took it step by step. Sure. Okay. I looked, I looked at the list. I looked at the calendar. Uh, I got with some of the management and said, okay, for me, based on where I am in my career, what of this do you think would be helpful to me? Right. And then I started getting involved. And then I started teaching classes as well. And but the the beauty about where entrepreneurs thrive within is that leaders who are successful within KW are very helpful to others. Mm -hmm. Any place I've worked before, I would have never approached someone who was killing it and went to them and said, could you help me? Could you teach me? How do you do that? Uh, In my mind, I was thinking, why would they share that with me? Right. That's their recipe book. That's their, that's their, their, their secret book of wizard spells, you know, that they can't (laughs) share with anybody else. You know, that was state book, you know, (laughs) and that's completely the opposite at KW. And it's not, and it's in with our, within our offices and it goes further. You know, I'm part of, of James Shaw's pivot shift community. It's yeah. 110,000 agents in that group. And I'm a very active part of it. I share yeah. best management practices at least once a week. Things I learned and things that I learned the hard way that didn't help, that didn't work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a beautiful mastermind group of amazing agents that are predominantly KW agents. There are some that, you know, come and then they join us, but uh, yeah. that share. Yeah. And oh my goodness marketing tips, things that worked, an email that worked, a text that worked, that got you one, two, three, four listings from it and things that didn't work. And why didn't it work? You know, and and just, it's a community. And boy, the, the true masterminding that I have seen take place within this company at the office level, Mm -hmm. the regional level, you and I, you know, and people that we've met together, and then on a national level, and in all honesty, that includes in international sharing and conference yeah. sharing. Break. It, it's it's the truth. This is truly a, an entity that believes that there's no shortage of success, and that we could share our best management practices, and others can learn from them. And Absolutely. That, yeah. It's a uh, it's a cultural phenomenon, really. I mean, I remember going to my first family reunion in 2010. I had joined the company three days earlier and I called my wife in the hallway and I said, you're not going to believe this place. Like everyone shares what they do. And the, and the founder of the company is on stage and he's interviewing people and they're telling us all their secrets. Like I was blown away. I feel the same way. And it trickles down into regions. It trickles down into market centers. Tell us about your online community that you started. So about two years ago, I was getting coached by Lindsay and we were looking at the smaller team I had at the moment and just looking at conversion rates. And, you know, obviously you compare each person and she was like, well, no one's where you are, Julia. I'm like, well, I've been doing this a while. She was like, but you're their leader. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Like any good coach, she led with yeah. questions. What are you going to do? What can you do? 
And there's a lot, there were several options, but I had been taking part in other leaders in KW and other time zones, mm-hmm. um, scripts and dialogues, conversations, role play groups that are on different platforms, Facebook, Zoom, uh, Clubhouse, some of them are audio only, but yeah. they're interactive. And, but when I listened to those, I would listen to them on replay due to the time zone. And I just started taking notes. I have notes in my phone. I have over 2000 notes in my, anything I think of, I write down. Right. And I started writing down scripts and dialogues, just documenting them and then reading them and practicing them and then practicing them with clients. And then I said to Lindsay, my coach, I could do this with the team and just start a practice group, conversations and dialogues practice group. This was in COVID. So we did it by Zoom. And then we got to know each other so well that we all knew what each other were going to say. Right. So I said, let's open it up. We opened it up to my office. Then we opened it up to all the KW offices in the southern part of Colorado. And then we just said, well, let's just open it up. And we went live on Facebook with it. And we went from like six people to now 1,500. Wow. And yeah, and it's just every day, another five asked to join. And we do scrutinize. We don't let, you know, title people and lenders and other people jump. It's realtor only. Yeah. And you have to answer some questions to join. Sure. It's, it's, it's Zoom is the way to go, in my opinion, because it you get to really practice. Yeah. I lead the majority of the sessions. I do have four other uh, leaders that have demonstrated their, their capabilities with their, their language skills. They're in, they're in Texas. There's two from Texas, one from Florida. And, um, and it, who's the third one from? Lost my, my thought at the moment. Doesn't matter. It's myself and four others. And yeah. I like that because there's different personality types and leadership, man. Yeah. It's not always Tulio and what would Tulio do? That Absolutely. gives me an opportunity to play too. Sure. So I get to take part. So that's, we, we named it Word Wizards. And, Word uh, Wizards? Word Wizards. People like to send me wands. These are, these are <laughs> gifts I get from people. Yes, I get wands. I have a collection of wands. Funny. And, uh, it's kind of funny. And I dress up sometimes as the wizard and stuff around Halloween and things like that. That's I, hilarious. I, a number of wizard costumes. Anyway, uh, we go. Julia, we've got, uh, we just got 30 seconds left oh, here. Okay. Um, if somebody wants to find that, they go to Facebook and what do they search for? Word Wizards, real estate conversations, dialogues, and role play. And then you can ask to join. And then we can also, we'll then give you the info for Zoom as well. I love it. Hey, well, thank you so much for being on our podcast today. I appreciate you generously sharing uh, your thoughts and ideas and I look forward to seeing you soon, sir. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Russ.